Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Great to have you join me. I want to take the time in this podcast to offer a tribute to George H.W. Bush. I'm recording this on the 3rd of December. He died just this past Friday. And uh, as we all know, he was our longest living president. Pretty amazing guy. 50 years in government service. A 73-year marriage to the same woman. Uh, Did some pretty amazing things. And, uh, oh, you're going to read the tributes. We're all going to watch his funeral. Uh, we're all going to be touched by the themes. Uh, a man born, born to privilege uh, who volunteered on his 18th birthday to fly, fly planes in World War II, shot down over the Sea of Japan, rescued miraculously within hours. Um, later went on to Yale, was on a championship baseball team, later left his New England wealthy family and went out to Texas to be in the wildcatting oil field days, um, made, made his fortune there, did very well, and finally entered politics. 50 years, he was a congressman, he was an, our ambassador to the UN, he was an ambassador to China, he was the head of the CIA, he was our vice president under Ronald Reagan, and eventually he was a president in his own right. He made some mistakes, but I'll tell you what, he managed the uh, end of the Cold War. Uh, he managed the uh, first invasion of Iraq and the backing off of the Iraqis from Kuwait City and the nation of Kuwait. Um, he managed a, a great many things and did it with wisdom. But the thing I want to draw to the fore right now, he was a man I admired and liked very much, um, a man who was clumsy in talking about his faith. I've written about that in the faith of George W. Bush and, and uh, even some other articles that I've done that you may see online this week. But the thing I want to draw out about him and really put to the fore is the fact that George H.W. Bush, President George H.W. Bush, was a man of moderation. Now, I like this word. Many people don't, but I like this word. And uh, I want to put it forth because it was something that he specialized in. He once said that if, if we live in a culture where the word moderation has become a bad word, we're already in trouble. And I don't believe that moderation is just hugging the middle of the road. I don't believe that moderation is, as some people joke, you know, the yellow line in the middle of the roads, you know, dead skunks and yellow lines and all that kind of thing, in the mid, always in the middle. I don't believe that. Moderation is the ability to ponder two different views and consider their virtues. Moderation is the ability to not just think into extremes. I have to tell you, and this may sound insulting, that some of the least intelligent people I've met are people who hug the extremes because they can't mentally embrace or or ponder any other options. They can't think in terms of any other perspectives. But moderation means that I hear two things and I'm looking not just to reconcile them, but I'm considering the virtues, the possibilities of both. 
And I have to tell you, as both a historian and a guy who lives and works in D.C., that the moderate perspective is usually what prevails in American politics. The average American is center-right politically, though we have some people who are extreme left. Uh, The polls show that the average American is just right of center. The average American is center-right. I often speak of American common sense. And what we hear, you know, in uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington or some of these other great movies of kind of an American perspective about the little man, an American perspective about loving your country uh, and believing certain things. This is where most Americans are. We are a right of center country, just slightly right. And most Americans aren't at the extreme. They're not extreme right and extreme left. Now, our cable news industry has gone extreme right and extreme left, and much of our politics has gone extreme right and extreme left. But that's not where most Americans are. And so when dramatic things happen, like a budget crisis so that we have a government shutdown, what ends up prevailing? Some form of moderation, some form of compromise, some form of negotiation. I often speak of the time when Bill Clinton was president and my friend Tom DeLay was the House Majority Leader. And Clinton and DeLay had to hammer out legislation. DeLay is quite to the right. Uh, Clinton could be quite to the left on some issues, but they had to negotiate. They had to hammer out agreements. And they came up with brilliant legislation that has changed welfare and Medicaid and all kinds of things uh, for the better because they had to achieve some degree of moderation. I'm not saying the truth is always in the middle. Sometimes the truth is an extreme. I'm, I'm, I'm an extreme uh, on the extreme side, not to violence or, or rudeness, but, but, but probably perceived to be extreme when it comes to being pro-life. Uh, I'm opposed to abortion in almost any form. Uh, I could go on like that. I, I obviously believe in a strong defense, but even there, I don't believe in the in, in ridiculous amounts of money being spent unnecessarily, and nor by the way to most of the generals that I know. So moderation is simply the ability to ponder a variety of ideas and identify their virtues. It's the ability to think in terms of the opportunities given by every idea presented. And that's what George W. Bush did. Yeah, he compromised once on taxes, and he's derided for that. And he wasn't as far to the right as Ronald Reagan was, uh, even though he served him well as vice president. Uh, but he, he, he was a man who understood other sides. For example, when the Berlin Wall came down and the, Russia, and, and the Soviet Union uh, began to dissolve, uh, people urged uh, President Bush to go to Berlin and to dance on the wall and to, and to claim it as an American victory. He chose not to do it. Uh, he recognized that we were going to want to help rebuild the Soviet Union, that we, not rebuild it, but to do business with it and help strengthen it and help move free markets in and, and negotiate and, um, and, and help to provide freedom in that part of the world. And uh, so he was moderate in his response. He saw the value even of his enemy after its evil empire had dissolved. And as a result, he managed that well. He went into Iraq. He backed Iraq out of Kuwait City. And then he left the uh, government in place, and, but held in check. And then he removed our troops. Um, he, it, was, it was a wise approach. We, he didn't go in and attempt to rebuild the nation like, like happened in a later administration. Uh, he, he didn't take out the government and leave nothing in its place. We made mistakes by doing that later. No, he was moderate. So I, I'm certainly not saying that only moderate people are those I admire. And I'm not, certainly not saying that the solution to every situation is always in the middle. It's not. But if you don't have the ability to ponder 
the virtues of different ideas. If you don't have the ability to think through the opportunities given by every situation that presents itself, uh, then you're not thinking. And sometimes people cling to extremes of the left and the right because, quite frankly, they're just not smart enough to envision other possibilities. A good leader has to ponder the, the, the options, the opportunities, uh, the, the varieties of wisdom that might be presented through a number of ideas. That's what leaders do. That's how greatness is built. And by the way, in American politics, because we live in a democracy and because we have a Congress and a Senate and we debate, um, usually conclusions are somewhere drawn, resolutions, compromises, land somewhere in the moderate middle. It's how governing is done. It's what the founding fathers intended. And so I want to commend to you the life of George H.W. Bush. I can celebrate him because of his awesome marriage of 73 years. I can celebrate him because he was a fine father of a noble family, many of whom I know. I can celebrate him because of his years of service to our country and uh, his, his heroism during World War II. I can celebrate him because he was a fine vice president, really one of our best, and then for uh, four years was a fine president. But uh, I can also celebrate him because he rose from defeat time and again and did so as far as we can tell from our distance without bitterness. Uh, He certainly was one of the most successful ex-presidents we've ever had. There's much to celebrate in his life. But for this podcast and this moment, I want to celebrate the fact that in a contentious age with the rise of the religious right and many people moving left and, and American society somewhat under challenge, he was a man who saw the wisdom in a variety of views. He wasn't just mesmerized by options. He was a man who could draw conclusions and he was moderate and he was tempered and he was thoughtful and he led us well. And I'm grateful that George H.W. Bush was president during my lifetime. I hope you are too. I hope you'll watch the events of this week. I hope you'll remember him and I hope you'll let his wisdom enter your soul. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.